Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio hello 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 How's it going? Good. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. Just gearing up for them holidays. Yeah. Happy Christmas Eve Eve. (laughs) It's a Christmas Adam or whatever. Comes right before Eve. (laughs) Satisfying. (laughs) How is your first year in a full-blown winter wonderland? Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, it snowed once, like, last week. But it melted, and so it's not a white Christmas. Or I don't know. I guess maybe there's still a chance. But it's kind of great. Well, honey, you're in the north. It'll always be a white Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. I mean, how are you guys? I mean, like Connecticut is surprisingly safe from like this crazy thing that's happening this week. Oh, like, the bomb! The bomb vortex. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same here. Uh, we're uh, like I say, we we got a little bit of snow on the ground uh, just because we had. He says a what? little bit of snow. We got about a foot and a half out there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe that. Yeah, maybe that much. Yeah. I don't know. It's an, it's enough for the dog to sink up to his chest. Oh wow! The dog's not that tall. Oh. He only comes up to my knees. <laughs> He's fifty five pounds, babe. He's not tiny. Well, oh. How how tall is fifty five pounds? <laughs> He's oh, taller yeah. than a border collie. It's good. It's nice and nice though, so he does kind of get warm. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Luckily, he thinks snow is awesome. It's both a toy and a snack. And mm-hmm. he discovered that his poop freezes in the snow, and then he has extra toys. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> he goes out, he picks up his frozen poops and he flings them and sometimes eats them. Yeah, tosses oh them up like like any other little toy or where just like, yay, flip, and like jump around on it. Yay. Wow. Like, that is wow. something I have not experienced. <laughs> Yeah. It's like a, you know, like when the cats fling their little their their little toy mice and frolic oh, after him. Yeah. He does that with his poofs. Yeah, I got a couple of mine freezing out there right now. I'm gonna try shooting hoops with them later and see if that's entertaining. No, no. More gloves. It's cold out there. I guess that's one advantage of having indoor cats. <laughs> <laughs> no flying ice poops. <laughs> oh don't worry he yeah, comes inside we, and eats the cat poops too yeah we just oh. get to shovel them out later no big deal <laughs> oh pets oh pets having puppies is fun <laughs> he does seem uh, very sweet though you, you guys ready to talk some butt stuff <laughs> this movie uh, is full of butt stuff look i i did going in as a prison movie and there was some butt stuff to be expected there's but... a lot more rape in this than i was expecting a lot more rape and a lot less butt smuggling than i was expecting right oh well okay there's a couple scenes where i'm talking about butt smuggling and i'm like that's not how you do it guys <laughs> nobody saw the new uh papillon that's right 
Academy Award winners butt smuggling. That movie had a lot more butt smuggling than I was expecting. (laughs) King Arthur and Freddie Mercury in prison. Who knew? Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm sorry. Um, Something I forgot to tell Steve that uh, I I follow that shit mom group say group. And apparently somebody is using screenshots from King Arthur Legend of the Sword to try and prove a snake conspiracy at the White House. And it's spreading. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming it's from the scene where a giant snake just takes over the castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently they did like some lighting display or something. And now all the QAnon moms are 100% convinced because of King Arthur Legend of the Sword, it's witchcraft. And they need to possibly start taking snake venom to make themselves immune to it. Yep, do it. And I was like, you guys are using that movie as the basis for your conspiracy <laughs> Do it, and then uh, QAnon needs to do a fundraiser and make five more sequels, as they originally planned with that movie. We didn't even ah. get Lancelot yet. Oh my god! Did you see King Arthur: Legend of the Sword in it? Legend? No, I don't even know. I don't. I don't think I've even heard of this movie. Or, is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's the directed by Guy Ritchie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Charlie Hunnam or whatever is yeah. King Arthur. It had a. Uh, Littlefinger from Game of Thrones and like a bunch of other people. Like, like it was yeah, a legit yeah. like $120 million movie or something like that. It was the first of six planned movies, but apparently it lost about $100 million because nobody saw it. I mean, to be fair, we saw it in theaters for free. That's the only reason we, we probably did. watched it. <laughs> oh, and we took my mom because my mom loves oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we were leaving. I was like, hey, mom, what did you think? And I love my mom because she was like, it's not what I thought it was going to be, but he was very good looking, so I'd see it again. <laughs> fair. I think that's a fair <laughs> a fair opinion, I think. So if you want to know what a 70-year-old thinks of King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, and Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, I, you know, Guy Ritchie, like, I could see, you know, it's, it's yeah. going to be like those uh, Sherlock Holmes movies, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll put it this way. One of the supporting characters is Kung Fu George amazing <laughs> yeah five more sequels that's so ambitious yeah oh yeah like, this is gonna make a billion dollars every time it's the new fast and furious uh, uh, i'm sorry nobody saw it we did <laughs> we did for free yes, yeah, yes all, those did. assholes and everything i learned from movies didn't even pay to see it <laughs> and they mean, love it that's ambitious i'll <laughs> gladly give them 10 bucks now for five more sequels I seem to remember we jumped on Movie Pass and gave it five stars or something. Oh, like, I'm sure we, we jumped on something that no longer exists anymore. <laughs> it was directly linked to it somehow. It's called GuyRitchie.com. <laughs> that definitely exists. <laughs> it might be a weird porn site now, but it definitely exists.
sentenced you to life in prison without chance of parole. I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned from Movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Uh, we are continuing Jean-Claude Van January with 2003's In Hell. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in hell. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but babe. We're not we're not alone for this one. Wait, we're not? Oh no. For this uh, prison movie, we had to bring in our prison movie expert, Hanai from Kobo Studios. Welcome, Hanai! Hello! Hi, I'm your prison expert. Hanai, <laughs> you're the, when we think prison movies, you're the first person we think of. Yeah. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hanai, I, I'm not sure if I even have to ask, was this your first time watching this movie? <laughs> yes <laughs> watching it first time hearing about it first time everything <laughs> <laughs> luckily it was free on tubi so note to everybody out there yeah it was our it was our first time watching it too it's one of those i, I don't know just one of those jean claude movies like i just missed i assume it went straight to video when i was <laughs> you know 20 what i've been 22 or whatever when it came out and just yeah never uh I didn't even know it was uh, about prison until I was looking up to it. Uh, or actually, I guess the first time I knew it was uh, a prison movie starring Jean-Claude Van Damme was when we interviewed Michael Bailey Smith, who plays Valia in this movie. <laughs> but more on him later. Interviewed someone from this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold on. Izzy's uh, running around uh, taking care of the dog, turning lights on and stuff. The dog. <laughs> Dog has been sleeping all damn day since he came home from the dog park. Now he's like running around, wants to be taken outside, wants to be fed and everything. <laughs> That's how it goes. Sure is. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah, no worries. No worries. How are the uh, kitties like in the new house? Oh, they love it. I mean, this is basically, you know, the only house <laughs> they know. So I guess they're pretty good about it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, they like running around. Lots of space. So Looking at windows, hanging out by fireplaces, that kind of stuff. Yeah, we finally got our fireplace working. So oh, nice. That's exciting. I, I mean, you know, there was one in our uh, Berkeley 
house, but it was non-functional. So oh, it was it, just for looks or yeah, it was just well, yeah, I, I think I guess it was like decommissioned or whatever the word is. But, oh, the, oh, they like plugged up the the flue and yeah. So it's basically uh, it, was, it was just like they're taunting us, but now we have a real one and yeah, it's been awesome. Got some firewood. So fun. Nice. Man. This movie. <laughs> I was just going over my notes. I'm like, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got something circled. <laughs> it's gonna be so, yeah. No worries, no worries. And we're back. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was our first time watching it too. And uh oh man. Uh before we uh oh, before yeah. we get into this though, babe. Steve. I don't know about you. I'm a little thirsty. Oh, I am wildly sober. <laughs> I don't know where my cup is. I have no idea. Uh, well, I swear you just had one. I swear I just had one. <laughs> I literally don't know. Yeah. It's in the couch somewhere. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, we'll hear a crack, I guess. All right. Are you kidding? They're sturdy. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Ah, uh, for this movie, In Hell, we have from Bohemian Loggers, In Hellas Bach. Hellas Bach! Hellas Bach. I'm Bach for all das ganze Jahr. Yeah? Remember what that means, babe? No. Means one goat, but yeah. One Bach for the entire year. Her one goat daughter. for the year! That's right. Woo! What? Uh, what was this, like 7%? We've had this one on here before, but it's delicious. Have trying to find the abv on it but i don't know i, th- I oh. think it's like six seven point two percent there we are and my top oh his top nice <laughs> and the poor yeah oh yeah nice uh beautiful straw colored straw colored beverage golden off-white foamy head Sorry. Lots of medium bubbles dissipating quickly. Medium bubbles dissipating quickly. Ooh. Ooh. It's really fresh, a little malty. You get uh, some of the yeast character right on the nose. Oh, yeah. Steve's gone in for the sip. Yeah, malt forward. Actually, surprisingly dry for as malt forward it is on the Roma. Like, it's... Wow. 7%. This could be dangerous. Just light. And mm-hmm. Got a little <laughs> bit of... Uh... A little bit of green apple or something on it, but yeah, I mean it's a lager, so yeah, biscuity on the end. Mm. Oh, nice. delightful! I could drink a lot of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's Hellasbach for Bohemian Brewing. Are you drinking anything on your end tonight? Yeah, I'm actually having just a little bit of. <laughs> actually, um, it's a bourbon called Larceny. I'm just having a tiny bit. Ooh. Yeah. Hard. Give as much as you want, girl. Yeah, do oh, it. Match the kind of hard <laughs> movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, going into next month, we're going to be drinking spirits or whatever. Yeah, we are. <laughs> break up uh, in some of the Black Death from uh, Iceland. That's right. Next month is uh, we 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 drew the theme and it's uh, we're we're doing porn movies. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be great. Oh wow! Yeah. Why would we do porn movies for the shortest month of the year? because <laughs> we'll have like five notes for an hour long movie <laughs> yep still banging anyway mm. 
Yeah, and Steve and I are terrible watching porn because, like, instead of it being all like sexy and like, oh, we could try that, we become Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, like coaching all the in between acting. <laughs> we, oh, we oh that, that's kind of the point. We we want ones with stories, and we found a few. I mean, most of the movies you watch are very close to the in between acting of porn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how dare you talk about champagne and bullets that way? It's true, though. The production quality and the in-between acting is probably very reminiscent of Look, it. comparing with the production quality of the movies we watch in porns is very disrespectful to porns. <laughs> <laughs> That's 2003's In Hell. <laughs> from, uh, from director Ringo Lamb. Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, we've talked about him on the podcast a couple times. Uh, but he's the director of Cupid One, City on Fire, Prison on Fire, School on Fire. <laughs> I think all of that happened in this movie. <laughs> right? It's true. Touch and Go. Yep, that was in there. Twin Dragons. Uh, full Contact. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Maximum Risk, which we've done on the podcast. Replicant. Looking for Mr. Perfect. This. Triangle. Wild City, and of course, Sky on Fire. Yeah, we may have to check out the Fire series, babe. That's right, the On Fire series. Oh, and there are three writers on this movie. Uh, first one, Eric James Verges. Who's he? Uh, he wrote this. And then he acted in six other things I've never heard of. Amazing. That's all. But then there's also uh, two gentlemen, uh, Jorge and George Alvarez. They are not the same person. Okay. Yeah. Jorge uh, wrote this and was a prop master in 11 other things. All right. Oh, but George Alvarez, he wrote this and was a soap opera actor. Uh, He was in an episode of Beverly Hills 90210, 3 of General Hospital, 41 of Bold and the Beautiful, 114 of Port Charles, and 35 of Guiding Light. (laughs) So all three writers wrote this, and that was it. Amazing. (laughs) Uh, But starring Jean-Claude Van Damme as, did anybody know his name in this movie? It was like Carl or Kyle or something? Kyle LeBlanc. He's very American. I do right? remember that. <laughs> very American. We had to keep saying that he was American, too, just so we yeah. understood that he was American. Oh, silly Americans and their pride. <laughs> that, that is right. I am a super American. Uh, also starring in this movie, Lawrence Taylor, Football Hall of Famer as 451. And I, do you know who Lawrence Taylor is? I do not. Oh my gosh, you ladies. Uh, yeah, uh, the Giants linebacker, uh, 80s and uh, I think until about 94 or so he had to retire. He's uh, famous for like an insane coke habit. He's the last defensive player to be MVP in the NFL. There. Nice. Was that the main like mean guy i'm just i'm just trying to oh it was a uh, 451 he was uh the, the 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 one black guy in the movie the the cellmate oh okay our narrator yeah <laughs> our narrator in this movie as well yes guys this movie is narrated by lawrence taylor yeah <laughs> he's a football player oh my gosh that makes it oh yeah oh wow. yeah 
<laughs> yeah, let's see what other uh, is there any given Sunday? I want to say, was he in Waterboy? I think he might have been one of the uh, <laughs> one of the chain gang team or whatever they play on. Or no, that's Longest Yard. I'm thinking. Never mind the others. The other Sandler football one. Come on, no. no. <laughs> to his credit, I thought he was. I thought he was good. <laughs> Honestly, I agree. He he wasn't bad in this one. I mean, <laughs> I didn't know he was the narrator at first, and then I was like, oh, that's what he sounds like when he talks. <laughs> I I only remember hearing him talk like when he's a player and. You know, he's very excitable and probably high on cocaine and painkillers. So Yeah. Yeah. But also starring in this movie, friend of the podcast, Michael Bailey Smith as Valia. Woo! Uh who's know Michael Bailey Smith is, uh, he was uh the thing in the best Fantastic Four movie, the unreleased Roger Corman 1994 one. Yeah. Uh, Join us for movie night sometime, guys. Yeah. Yeah, but he, uh, yeah, he was Valia, the the big baddie at the end, <laughs> I guess. Wow, he and, looks uh, out of the thing uh, outfit, right? <laughs> yeah, with the with the bald head and everything, like, oh my god, why is the thing kicking his ass? Yeah, <laughs> Ben, no, you're the good guy. <laughs> also starring in this movie, David Leach. Babe, does that sound familiar? Mm, is he a knockoff David Lynch? Close. Uh, he played Paul in this movie, who I honestly could not tell you who that was. <laughs> Paul in this movie. But David Leach, he's a director now. He was a stuntman for the longest time. He's yeah. the guy that directed John Wick, Atomic Blonde, Deadpool 2, Hobbs and Shaw, Bullet Train, and coming soon, The Fall Guy. Never yeah. heard of it. I mean, good movies. Right. right. So who the fuck is Paul in this movie? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to look it up now. Paul Seriously. in hell. Those are like legit. Like those are like legit good movies that you just listed. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> Paul Verhoeven. Oh God damn it! <laughs> Let's see, David Leach in. Hell. <laughs> I don't think this is going to get the pictures I want. I mean, but maybe it is. Let's see. All right. Well, this is what his face looks like. Oh. Is he one of the Americans? I mean... I think... Is know, he the guy know, he in like, the wheelchair? Maybe? No, like, the guy in the wheelchair said his name was Malachi or something. Yeah, Malachi. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Paul. I don't remember Paul. Type in movie in hell, David Leach. Leach. Future Steve, this is your problem. Future Steve problem. <laughs> yeah, it keeps coming up these same pictures. All right, well then he doesn't exist in this movie. Yeah, fake news. Fake news. <laughs> All right, but yeah, but yeah. So you, so he's uh, playing. A, we'll just say a small role in this movie. I, I know he's not the guy that's raped. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, repeatedly. Uh, Hanai, did you watch this on Tubi? I did. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> All right, so we're both on Tubi, typing in hell, hit play. <laughs> and uh, then we see a guy just getting whooped by uh, whooped in the rain by some guy in a gimp outfit. <laughs> and, and so my first note is, wait, is this like a Mad Max uh, Thunderdome thing? Like, are we watching what happened to Master Blaster or something? Master? Master! Yeah, okay, not to be like that person, but I also thought like the opening credits 
the font was like this jaunty cartoon font. Which yes. Is kind of yeah, we're, we're popped up saying like directed by Ringo Lamb, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme, like the full but it screen. Was like this kind of like jaunty cartoon font. And I was like, it's so not matching the tone. But yeah, not to be that. <laughs> I was like, this is so distracting. Yeah. Yeah, so so we see that happening. You know, there's this giant guy wearing a get mask beating the crap out of somebody who I was like, wait, is that Jean-Claude? Who's that bloody hump of person? Oh, okay. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> and then we see Lawrence Taylor uh, doing amateur dentistry on somebody. <laughs> and then uh, and then we see a backhoe just open up the ground so they can dump a couple bodies in there. And by backhoe, he actually means an earth mover, not... A flat bottom tucker. <laughs> That's a flat back. Or, oh, okay. <laughs> There's Poe uh, under the, one of the chairs. Oh, okay. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> there might be some noise here. The dog just discovered the cat who does not like him the most oh. is like under his favorite toy hiding spot. Yeah. And he's very excited. So excited. <laughs> so yeah, after all that, then we get a nice little like, hey, this is... Yep, we know. Thanks, Daddy. Go back to sleep. <laughs> Aww. So cute. It is a cute noise. I know it's inopportune, but it is really cute. He's on mic. My friend. So cute. Are you very stinky, but I want to be your friend. Aww. Oh, it's okay, buddy. Hey, hey, sushi. Come here, buddy. Come on, put your you. attention on literally anything else. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, so then we uh, find out we're at Kravavi Prison in Russia. Oh, why would we, we'd be in Russia? I don't know, because then we cut to a steel mill. And I'm like, uh, okay, thanks for... Yeah. It's like literally like Kravavi Prison. Cut to this is steel mill in Verhergelstadt or whatever. Yeah. And it's like... In Russia, so I was like, yeah. like it could be. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. And then it's like, oh, okay, Jean Claude's running this <laughs> this still mill, and okay. And of course, uh, he gets a he gets a call from his wife, and uh, she's talking about, hey, let's go. We don't go to the beach anymore. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, beach? You're in fucking Russia. Yeah, no, there's <laughs> that beach where they had the Summer Olympics. No. Yeah. That's the Winter Olympics, babe. It's Russia. Oh, that's right. They had the Winter Olympics at their summer beach. And there wasn't enough snow. <laughs> they have a beach. They stole it from somebody. I forget who. <laughs> they annexed it from Poland. Wait a minute. I mean. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, so yeah, you know, wives, am I right? Um, <laughs> so after a long day at work, uh, Jean-Claude, he's just driving home. He, I, I think he's supposed to be tired, but he almost seems like he's drunk. Like, like maybe yeah. he had had a few <laughs> at I mean, lunch or something, and uh, I don't know. Uh, but he's like, hey, it's okay, honey, I'm coming. I took the next couple of days off. We can go to the beach, <laughs> like you said. And, and Hanai, what happens? Like, while he's still on the phone with her? Well, so an intruder... Like- <laughs> comes into his house and basically attacks his wife while they're on the phone. Yeah, he's like, honey, honey, what's going on? Honey! <laughs> and 
and he's just fucking swerving all over traffic and just and he's screaming help somebody help my wife they can't hear you honey yeah <laughs> yeah it's nuts and then he like drives through a fucking market and i'm like oh cool he's like, killing like eight people in an action scene <laughs> Yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I was thinking like at this point, like what was going to happen was he was gonna drive through a market, kill like four people, and then go to jail for murdering his wife. I thought that was the turn this movie was gonna take. Right. At this point, it's hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But instead, um, so yeah, he's driving through the market, whatever, trying to get home. Uh the intruder that you know, she uh the wife is of course like, you know, resisting the intruder as he's, you know about to do something to her be slightly um, aggressive yeah be slightly aggressive as my wife has said in previous episodes <laughs> uh, so he pulls a knife and uh stabs her by the way was the wife pregnant i don't think I don't, we I, don't we don't definitely don't know that at this point if she was yeah I, I i i don't know it seemed like something was said on the phone but then again i was also no she was just paying saying how much attention he hated to his so, Steve, when you thought earlier that he was going to drive through like four people and then go to that, <laughs> yeah, I thought in, like because this is a John Claude Van Damme movie, I thought he was like a secret spy or something, and the intruder was, you know, like out on a revenge or something. Yeah, they fa- they finally found right? him or whatever. Yeah, but right. it turned out he was just some rando, and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm gonna throw this out here. This is like the least Jean Claude Van Damme movie that oh. like I think I've ever seen. Yeah. He does none of his Jean-Claude Van Damme stuff. His pants stay on the whole fucking movie. Right. Also weird for a prison movie. Also very weird. <laughs> um, there's no splits. I don't think there's any spin kicks. No, no martial well, that, arts whatsoever. Yeah. Like, yeah. He doesn't even like be- does any like Jean-Claude Van Damme like hero, you know, fighting until like an hour into the movie. Spoiler yeah. Alert. And, even and then it's, it's just hero. boxing. Yeah. It's like yeah. boxing in like MMA like grapple holds and shit. And even yeah. then it's not like like then, he's even like doing anything heroy. No, he's just like, I'm a broken man, and this is what you've pushed me yeah. to. And it's like, and then, yeah. like until that point, he gets his ass kicked like so many times. I'm like, oh yeah. So like, because like I haven't watched that many John Cover Dad movies, but like from what I know of him and like you know, cultural references, pop culture, etc. I'm like, I don't think this is like what he usually does in his movies. So I was like yeah. really I don't watch a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie to watch him, uh, I don't know, deal with drama. Steve, yeah, what would you like, say is the most Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? Is it Time uh, Impact? Double Impact. Oh, because there's two of them. Because there's two of them. They are brothers. And I, I think you need to watch Double Impact. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I do need to watch something more like JCVD because I was yeah. like, this is not his stuff. Like, I know nothing about him, and even I know that this was not his, like, I don't know, maybe he was in, like, a weird art, artsy emo phase or something, but... He was yeah. for a while in a phase where he wanted to prove to everybody he was, like, more than man meat, and that he was a serious actor. Yeah. And then nice. he got really offended that we all didn't believe him. Yeah, it's like in, uh, it's like when Arnie started do, doing more, like, comedies and stuff, and trying to, like, get, get away from, uh, you know, being the big, strong action but, guy like, or whatever, but, but it was Jean-Claude going from action to... Yeah, but Arthur, like got it he got that like he's not gonna be this high drama actor yeah. that like but he could be like the like out of you know fish out of water dad or something jean-claude took a lot longer to like get there he's like no i'm very serious actor i have great acting chops you should all love me and then did not understand why 
we did not all love him for his serious acting chops. <laughs> but yeah. So, 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 yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, you're dressed to the market. Uh, the wife gets stabbed or whatever. And then Jean Glad comes in through the front door, uh, like as the the guy's still there. Like, he just kind of, like, I don't know, hides behind a lamp or something. Yeah. <laughs> Jean Glad comes in the door and he's like, oh, no, wife. No. And then he gets fucking vase slapped. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and and the guy's like running away he chases after him and they uh he follows him onto the bus and like you you son of a bitch and there's like a whole fight on a bus and they both go flying out the back window and shit <laughs> in the middle of traffic yeah i mean this is why i thought he was a secret spy because like he's you know a construction site manager but he can do hand-to-hand combat <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, yeah, he's not doing like spin kicks or whatever, but you know, he's doing close quarter like punches and a couple knees and shit. But doing like yeah. oh, then when they fall out of the bus, then there's that motorcycle that comes by and like runs over Jean Claude while he's on the ground <laughs> and then crashes. That was a pretty cool sequence, but again, it's like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a that that that's a trademark of this director Ringo Lamb. It's like, wow, this action is great. What the fuck is happening though? <laughs> <laughs> like, I seem to remember uh, the end of Maximum Risk specifically comes to mind, where it's like, once once the rocket launcher was like brought in, it was like, okay, I don't know what they're <laughs> shooting at or who. <laughs> I just know there's things exploding in a marketplace, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the police just you know arrest everybody, and of course, or no, they arrest Jean Claude, and uh, he's basically like telling him like, no, no, that man killed my wife. Why you arrest me? That he's getting away. And you see the guy like basically running and like skipping away, like he he you'll never catch me. I'm the gingerbread man kind of shit. Uh, and of course, the the cops are you know speaking Russian, like oh no, no speak English, no no no. Yeah. <laughs> But then, uh, then we get the uh, what I like to call the uh, uh, Con Air courtroom scene, where <laughs> where basically they're like, "Well, because there's uh, no evidence," and uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so okay, well, I guess first it shows Jean Claude in the prison bus, and I'm like, "Oh, so we're just gonna skip that whole thing?" But then there's like the flashback of like you know the courtroom and the judge is like well because there's no evidence against mr ravioli or whatever the fuck his name was uh we have to set him free um, and then i'm like okay so jean claude's going to jail because they think he killed his wife nope cut to uh jean claude pulling a gun and blasting the guy oh, in the fucking forehead no, taking the bailiff's gun Oh, yeah. shit, is that where he got it? Oh, okay. Gun. Okay. And it's like, wait, this is the part that we're just going to flashback? This isn't the fucking movie? <laughs> yeah. I love how the lawyer's like, oh, he, his family's got a lot of money. They bought the judge, blah, blah, blah. That's where it leads Jean-Claude to, like, grab the gun. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> and they're like, well, because you show a blatant disrespect for the the courtroom and stuff like that, uh, you get life in prison. Yeah, that was weird to it like i thought like i thought it was gonna be like how he w- was gonna like shawshank out of the prison and try to get revenge on that guy but <laughs> yeah right this movie see, takes see, so many tar- twists and turns maybe yeah. not where we want them to go these are all different potentially more not you know less nonsensical movies <laughs> but uh yeah so he's going to prison for the rest of his life and we get the you know the whole scene or like you know the general that runs the prison or whatever you know, does his little intro speech like hey do work you might live long enough to regret it i i, I don't know like 
It's yeah. like, hey, be good or we'll just beat you until you want us to kill you. All right. <laughs> Have a good day, everybody. <laughs> and then uh, and then we get the scene where they're like taking their clothes and belongings and everything. And uh, one of the guards has an eye on uh, Jean-Claude's ring. Yes. You know, it's winning. He's like, no, oh, it's, it's, it's my wife's. And they're like, give me the ring. And they, I don't know, like whoop his ass. Oh, that's right. There's also, <laughs> okay. So we know he's walking up in his tidy whiteies or whatever. Yes. They're talking about the ring. There's like something in his pants. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but <laughs> there's oh. there there's a more convincing way of hiding it <laughs> when you're in prison. <laughs> oh my god, he had a picture of his wife in his underpants. <laughs> I thought it was like a baggie yeah. of something. At yeah, first, right. Which, Ob- and obviously, he pushed, should have put it in his butthole. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's like a laminated Polaroid or something. Or <laughs> Right? I mean, you definitely don't want that photo emulsion in your butt. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also love that it was a picture of his wife in like a bikini. I'm like, she's dead. And the only picture you have of her is like her in like a bikini. <laughs> no, that's the one he picked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. He, he had like bigger portrait size ones, but it's hard to smuggle that with the frame and everything. <laughs> so... Right. I mean, obviously, if a horrible crime happened to Jason Chennai and <laughs> you had to kill his murderer and you had to go to jail for life, a Russian prison for life for killing his murderer, you would pick the one of him just in his tidy whities flexing, right? Posing, yeah, like in our beach vacation. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, so you get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also love like during the whole montage of like, you know, him entering prison and getting, you know, getting into prison like it was like this russian club music that was playing <laughs> like yeah oh the music like in this whole thing is really really not the greatest it goes yeah, it like, goes from I'm, like I'm... yeah it goes from like the the discotheque music to i swear to god it was like tetris <laughs> <laughs> you know well, russian folk songs invented in like the soviet union so <laughs> yeah it's like the new thing there in 2003 like holy shit <laughs> Game Boy Advanced, y'all. <laughs> yeah, the whole montage was. I mean, what I loved. Okay, so what I finally saw, like, oh, this is like Jean Claude Van Damme did have like a say in this movie. Is when I realized that he didn't get a prison buzz cut when everybody else got one. Yeah, it. it they were just kind of walking by, like, all right, I guess your hair is short enough. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks and shorten it for you or something. Right. And then. And then, like, right after the haircuts, it's like, all right, here's a bunch of guys and their bare asses in the shower. Enjoy. <laughs> prison. Oh. oh prison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're we're also introduced to another major character in this movie, uh, Billy Campbell. Uh, Hanai, who's Billy? Billy is, like, okay. So, okay, when we first see him in the prison bus... He's like, okay, he's clearly American, and we know this because he's wearing a T-shirt that has an American flag on it. Sure is. And he has like this, you know, like like this '90s boy band haircut. He looks like a Fallout Boy or something. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> so, to so that we definitely know he's American and like he's like a young, innocent American boy. Yeah, he yeah. seems like one of those guys who like, yeah, came to Russia to like be in a hostel for a couple of weeks yeah. and just have a good time, blah, blah, blah. But then he got caught with like three ounces of pot on him and Russia was like, nope, life in prison or or no, he has right. He got like 18 months or something like that for 
but like yeah. the real reason was even weird because I thought also like he was probably carrying like three ounces of pot or something but the real reason was weirder he was like it was like in a honeypot situation or something or like some like he got he got like entirely yeah. like a Russian hooker or something and yeah like, yeah like the hooker dove into like a storefront or something yeah, no, it's like, yeah, by the time, uh, I, I don't know, they involved like a high speed chase and a chase. And by the time the cops got there, they pinned everything on him or something. I, I don't know. It was it's very convoluted. But yeah. I, but, in, but anyway, he's just a sweet American boy, got caught up in the wrong situation when he was trying to have a good time. Oh, sweet Billy boy. Well, that night, um, he gets taken in the night. You know, they all have the the bunk beds, like they're all living in an orphanage or whatever. I guess this first night, and yeah, gets taken in the night, taken to a cell, and there's uh, another prisoner that's put in that room with them, and he's a lot larger. Hands the guards, you know, a stack of hundreds or whatever. Oh yeah, babe, what happens? Hmm, <laughs> like a slightly aggressive with them. Yeah, yeah, Billy. Uh, yeah, Billy. Billy got a shit pushed in. Yeah, the so, right. So then the next morning, uh, <laughs> he skipped past that scene. Uh, <laughs> the next morning, uh, like Jean Claude's walking with uh, Billy, I guess, to like friends because you know they, they don't know anybody else or whatever, just kind of walking around. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy that raped him or whatever is like, it's like uh, blowing a kiss at him or whatever. And Billy's like, oh, we can't even look him in the eye. And then he blows a kiss at Jean-Claude Van Damme. And then Jean-Claude has like the flashback to the, the killer blowing him a kiss or whatever in the courtroom. And, and, and for a second, I was like, wait, I thought he killed that guy. Oh, oh okay. It's just the same man. You're so I didn't think like he, I don't know, hit steroids and then got into prison or something after he got shot in the head. But, right. Uh, so he was just triggered. Yeah, yeah, just triggered, and so uh, Jean Claude starts like punching him and shit, and blah blah blah. But uh, you know, he, he's apparently not much of a fighter in this movie, so the other guys like pull him off and beat the crap out of him a little bit. And he gets thrown in the isol- isolation. Oh my god, I can't talk. Isolation cell. Uh, and I, how, how would you describe this? Uh, these accommodations. <laughs> well, it's like a medieval dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, maybe they do exist in Russia. Who knows? Um, yeah, it and it's directly connected to the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So every like every one a minute or two, like they flush sewage <laughs> down the room. Yeah, I assume it's one of those things where it's like every toilet in the prison goes through this one pipe, and then I don't know, it fell off during a storm or something, and they're like, "Well, it just goes in this one isolation cell." So I I think it like runs through all the isolation cells. Yeah, Either that or I was thinking it was rain draining from the uh the large isolation t- chamber, which we will uh hear noises from constantly in this oh, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's in there, we hear a guy in the room like, <laughs> like hitting the walls and stuff, and Jean Claude's like hitting back, like, hey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to hear you masturbating or whatever you're doing in there. Yeah. That was what Steve assumed he was doing. The whole time. <laughs> slap 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 yeah i don't know what else was going on yeah it was gnarly this movie was like really committed yeah so so yeah jean claude's in this isolation cell and he's uh like refusing to eat just not eating anything it's nice and cold uh then he's fat- okay by the way i thought the food was very generous for like yeah 
really like hardcore prison it was. I'm like, he got two big loaves of bread. I'm like, I thought he was just going to get, well, later he gets like disgusting slop and stuff. But Yeah. yeah it was like third or fourth yeah. day of him not eating when they were like, all right, fine. Here's a bucket with, I assume human feces in it. Yeah. yeah I think it was, I think it was sort of one of those. He got like two loaves of bread for the month. And uh, then like towards the end of the month, he got a bowl of gruel. Maybe, maybe. Cause I was like, Hey guy, eat that. Cause that looks really like generous. Yeah, yeah. I I think it was supposed to be like, hey, this is until we let you out. You figure out how long that's going to be, yeah. right? Because every time he goes into isolation, he comes out with like more and more facial hair. Oh. So it's making me think oh that he's in there God. for long periods of time. That <laughs> yeah. Wig that wig, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he gets that nice greasy wig later. Oof. But uh, yeah, so he's uh he's refusing to eat, just kind of curled up and like a little slab or whatever, so he's not laying in the feces and all that stuff uh so then he uses his clothes to fashion himself a noose then i'm like all right movie <laughs> this is uh we're only like 15 minutes in at this point erotic asphyxiation yeah but uh yeah so he tries to hang himself and uh wouldn't you know it the cloth rips because it's poorly made womp, womp. Womp, womp. But that, uh, but he's still persistent on killing himself. So then he starts running headfirst into a, a wall, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he gets a nice little head wound going. <laughs> and then Hanai, what happens? Okay, so <laughs> hallucinating, and wait, so and then he's and then he sees like a moth or a butterfly. <laughs> yeah, a CGI moth comes down. Oh, uh, like a murder moth. This thing is horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it was like a um, it just comes flying through like this the window from above, and then he starts. Okay, he has like a flashback mm-hmm. where he's chasing a moth with his wife. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like where his wife is like, "Don't kill the moth. Just let it." outside alive or something <laughs> yeah doesn't she say something like when you die you become you reincarnate oh, as a God. moth or something and i'm like get the fuck out of here you you come back as a flying creature or something like that and so- yeah you guys he has head trauma he is bleeding yeah. profusely from his skull this but- may have never happened Basically, he he's like oh this moth is my wife or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole rest of this movie is a Jacob's Ladder situation. He just died there, lying in his feces, bleeding to death. <laughs> Roll credits, guys. What do we think of it? But yeah, basically, he decides that the moth is like his wife reincarnated, and then the moth, the moth encourages him to eat. <laughs> yep. By you like, can like <laughs> Landing on the spoon that's like in the slop. And- <laughs> And like when JCVD picks up the spoon, the moth is just like, yes, keep doing this. Yeah, I, I've written down the moth convinces him to eat the poo <laughs> porridge. Yeah. He eats it and he's like, oh, and then, yeah. Yeah, so so that happens. <laughs> A little after studio moment with the moth. Yeah. Yeah, so then, uh, you know, they come in and get him. You know, it's been... I'll say a couple of weeks probably he's got facial hair for it. Um and he's but he's got a new cellmate now and it's 451. That's what his name is. And uh yeah, it's uh it's Lawrence Taylor. Like you're sharing a prison cell with Lawrence Taylor now. You're yeah. uh 
your behind is in constant jeopardy. And uh, yeah, we get a nice little scene where Jean-Claude goes to the bathroom. Like <laughs> the way it's set up, it's like right next to it. Uh, 451's bed. Yep. <laughs> I like the word do one to like puts the candles out. So it's like dark and I'm like, okay, that's just mean, but whatever. Flop. I thought he was giving him privacy, but that's how I see oh, Okay, yeah, I, get, I, get, I, get, I can see that. Like, hey, I don't need to see this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> even, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though even you're really, literally shitting two feet from my nasal cavity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe he's just protecting himself. Like, I don't need you to rip a fat fart and set this whole place on fire. Or maybe. Maybe maybe he blew out the candles to to um disguise the smell. <laughs> Yeah, or maybe. Yeah. Ooh, or maybe he's turn out the lights and light a candle. <laughs> wait, wait, I just blew out the candles. So many lights we have. Uh, you know what? Maybe tomorrow night. <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, the next day, uh, I don't, we see him do it. You know, uh, they're they're working on that chain gang out of the railroad there, the prison, just laying tracks, I guess. <laughs> And then uh, Jean-Claude's brother-in-law comes to visit. And, okay, uh, we only see him in one other scene, but the brother-in-law coming to visit, basically doing exposition, like, hey, you know, um, uh, you know, we're we're trying to speak to the ambassador so we can get a retrial and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, retrial for what? He shot him in front of the judge. And it was like 10 witnesses. Yeah. like, Like, no, I fucking killed him. Right, the so, sentence might be a little harsh, but you know, I'm still going to be here for at least 20 years. I'm guessing the your witness is your judge, so yeah. that's a mistrial. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So then, uh, I don't know. We we see him like in the yard, you know, during wreck time or whatever. And there's a little scrum there, but yeah, the the guards come in. They're like, hey, hey, save it for. I don't know. I, I thought they Save said like ball, Fight Club. Spart- Spartka or something like that. But yeah, basically Fight Club. <laughs> Save it for Spanakopita or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's where we also hear like Billy's story about uh, being drunk and crashing into a restaurant with some chick. And his blah, blah, his blah. girlfriend got drunk and crashed into a restaurant. <laughs> and he got two years for being an accessory. Yeah, like eighteen months for just being there and not having a not having a lawyer, I assume. Yeah. Uh we also meet exposition guy in a wheelchair. I just have written down his wheels because I don't know. That might be Paul. Who knows? Right? I, I, I don't know. No, uh Hanai said she thought she heard him say his name was Malachi. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, it's really weird because I saw in the credits that somebody's real name is Malachi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's that same guy. Yeah, like Malachi Nicholson or something like that. This is like, wow, wow, guys. And there were three writers in this film. <laughs> Good job, guys. And two of them were named George Alvarez. So <laughs> it's Jorge, you a son of a bitch. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, the exposition guy in the wheelchair, he's talking about like, oh yeah, that uh guy that's you know Billy <laughs> Billy's best friend now, his name's Andre, and he's with the Russian mafia, right, Sushi? All right, well, <laughs> you guys, you're just gonna listen. He literally to only does this time. when we podcast. Yeah, he never just grabs this thing and squeaks it when we're just sitting around. Aw, yeah. <laughs> he knows. But, he does. Uh, but uh, old Malachi or whatever, he also warns him about his uh, cellmate 451, and he uses a hard end on that one. Uh, I know. I'm like, oh, dude, 
<laughs> I get you're in Russian prison, but come on. Yeah. Also, why is there a black guy in the Russian prison? Is my question. Yeah. Okay. That's the thing. It's like, oh man, what what is LT doing in Russian prison? Like, did right? they say they had a football team, and then he's like, why why you guys got a soccer ball? I don't know. I, yeah. And spoiler alert: like his later, like his you know the exposition of why he's <laughs> doesn't explain why he's in prison either. Mm-mm. Really explain why he's in prison? Not even a little bit. Yeah. So then uh, Jean Claude he has a dream. He's uh, yeah. He's like dream about his wife or something you know have like flashbacks or something like that and then he wakes up to being like choked out by 451 <laughs> at least that's what it looks like like he's got like hands around the neck and like covering the mouth like what you know like like sleep <laughs> nothing but dreams but yeah basically uh, i guess jean claude in his uh dream or whatever was screaming or something and so 451's just like shh <laughs> try to sleep you know whatever uh that's what happens oh yeah lunchroom the next day yeah you know lunchroom because they're in high school uh andre comes by and like spits in uh jean-claude's food or something okay cool uh we get some talking about uh oh yeah we 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 go to see their their version of entertainment they have at this prison where um you know a couple of the the prisoners are uh you know dressed in drag and you know doing their thing but then they have fights in the yard. And uh, this one, they're having Andre go up against, I don't know, some other dude. Andre wins. Cool. Whatever. And then I think he he says something like to Billy, like, hey, I'll be seeing you tonight to celebrate or something like that. And it's like, oh, boy, here we go again. <clears throat> but uh, but Billy, he's not having it. We see him uh, fashion a little shiv out of the back of a toothbrush. <laughs> so he gets, uh, you know, taken in the middle of the night. And thrown in the cell, and Andre's in there. And then Billy pulls out the shiv, and ah, oh, fuck, Andre just like, like, nope. It's and so like, stupid. I was like, why didn't you wait until he was like, like, you know, <laughs> doing it? <laughs> Catch him with his pants down tonight. Is that what you're about to say? Yeah, like, why do you, why, like, you should have waited until like he was like at you and then just like, I don't know, stab him in the neck or something. Like, yeah. You know? When you're yeah, 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 you're like, yeah, hit me from the front, daddy. He's like, yeah, yeah. And then, ah, oh, right in the jugular, game over, right? No, I don't know. <laughs> Again, we're writing a better movie, I think. <laughs> I get it. He had to, you know, I see it. I see it was part of his development. Yeah. So, yeah, Billy gets stabbed a couple times, but to be fair, he doesn't get butt raped that night. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, then we go to the next day and, uh, I, I, I don't know. They're doing the railroad work again, and Jean Claude like gets in a fight with some random dude. Just I, I don't know. Random dude was like talking shit or like pushing him a little bit. And then Jean Claude's like, ah, fight. I don't know. And then <laughs> and then like five other dudes help out the rando and start just fucking stomping on him. Yeah. And then eventually the guards are like, hey, 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 just all right. He, he's done for the day. Come on, guys. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, it's like it's so weird to see his jcvd getting like ass kicked for so long oh yeah it's weird it was just weird to me like, yeah we're like halfway through this movie and i don't think he's landed a single punch other than you know pulling a gun out and shooting a guy in a courtroom yeah i kept thinking like oh he's gonna snap and suddenly he's gonna become like super jcvd but like it never happened yeah, yeah he'll be visited by the ghost of bruce lee who will then teach him the meaning of martial arts and <laughs> <laughs> wait that was another movie that wasn't even jean-claude <laughs> that's right it's so weird seeing him get i mean 
again i guess he just wanted to show off his like acting chops or whatever but yeah yeah anyway yeah so yeah but he still got in a fight so he got thrown back in the isolation cell with the the sewage and everything uh so then he talks to the moth and uh it starts raining (laughs) and then he like hears a fight through the uh the sunroof or something and i'm like wait what Uh, so then, yeah, I think in the lunchroom next day, Andre walks by Jean-Claude and he's like, hey, you're looking pretty today. I think I'm going to rape you now. And I'm like, understandable. He's a, he's a handsome man, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, since Billy's in ICU, I'm going to come for you tonight. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and then, yeah, we see, like, some dude get his throat slit just there in the yard, uh, you know, with, like, a little razor shiv or something, and you know, it's like retaliation between like the gangs or something. And I was like, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, okay. I don't know who this is, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just some dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then uh, Jean-Claude, you know, he gets back into a cell and he starts reading 451's me- like he has like a bookcase full of his memoirs or something. <laughs> and yeah, he's like reading 451's memoirs and it's like, hate. Hate is the hate that you feel when you love. Love is the hate. And hate is what keeps me through. Pre- it, it, it's it's not the greatest uh, writing in the world, but it's obviously like, hate is what keeps me alive. Eh? You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, 451, he comes walk in and sees he's reading his memoirs. But then Jean-Claude just kind of gives him like a little look like, hey. And then I guess they're cool after that. <laughs> I was so random. I, I was. I thought he was going to get beat up for like clearly violating privacy. Yeah. I I think four fifty one just like wow. Finally, somebody wants to read my books. <laughs> I don't have to beg him to read my screenplay or oh whatever. My you know? book. <laughs> it's it's the story of redemption told through a bag of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I call it LT. Oh my god! It changes everything now that I know he's a full player. <laughs> you're gonna watch this movie again aren't you <laughs> just clips just clips yeah right <laughs> just fast forward <laughs> the second half when you actually start speaking yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so then um yeah jean-claude uh yeah jean-claude like fights uh andre or whatever in the lunch hall uh so he gets thrown in nice oh that's right because yeah he's like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck you tonight or whatever and so he's like just fights Andre, so he gets thrown in isolation again. And I, I don't know. We we get we start getting the four five one narration a bunch. You know, Lawrence Taylor narrating about you know sometimes when you've been here long enough, you start to lose yourself. So this was the part where like I noticed the narration. I didn't notice it, I guess, earlier. And so I'm like, wait, we waited for an hour into this goddamn movie to have narration. It's it's throughout, but it's like you have no idea who's talking. It's just like. I don't know the omnipotent god. Yeah, no, or just this is like when I I don't know I noticed it. Oh, it definitely like went from like once every ten minutes to like yeah, the three regular. Minutes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then we get a nice little scene where um, I don't know they're doing the railroad work, and uh, I don't know they're more like, hey, everybody, stay away from over there. There's a mine, and then we see like a car driving in. By the way, what year does this take place in? Oh my god, that's what I kept asking. <laughs> it was like, definitely modern times when his wife got raped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know for some reason, like the the car there at the prison that ends up running over the mine and exploding was like a yeah. like a Model T or some shit. 
like it was yeah old I, I think it, yeah i think it's supposed to be that like they're so far out they don't have any of the modern conveniences I, yeah I we'll go with that but yeah car gets blown up so the guards are like oh shit go help them blah 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 and then uh billy and some other guy uh do a little jailbreak they're like scram and uh yeah we get a nice couple minutes where they're doing a manhunt like they get the dogs to chase billy down they find him he gets put in a cell he gets raped again yada 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 (laughs) meanwhile uh jean-claude he's still in that isolation cell and he's like this is where he starts like working out because he realizes he's gonna have to fight to like I don't know, kick Andre's ass so he doesn't get ass raped. And so he's like, you know, doing all the pull-ups and like basically it's like Dark Knight Rises where Bruce Wayne's like getting stronger and trying to climb out of this hole through the sunroof or whatever. Yeah, that was weird because I thought, oh, he's going to climb out of the sunroof, but he didn't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He just kind of got up there and the moth was like, good job, you've reached the highest level. No, I don't know. (laughs) But the princess is not here. You'll have to go to the other castle. Because he's in a Super Mario trip this entire it's, movie. It's no, true. That's true, though. You're talking to a moth, bro. Um, but yeah, so then we, uh, you know, it's uh, time for entertainment. We got Jean-Claude versus Andre in what? a little fight in the yard. Are you not And my next note is, well, I guess Jean-Claude's not much of a fighter because he is getting his ass whipped by Andre for a bit. Handed to his. And then he gets a few shots in, but Andre is just pounding the shit out of him um and then like andre's like you know hot dog and like oh yeah there's the scene where he like grabs jean-claude's leg and like runs him so his nuts hit into a post (laughs) it's like okay that's a that's a thing um but hanai how does this fight end so okay so after the nuts thing happens then then finally jcvd snaps finally like after like a minute uh, an hour (laughs) into the movie and he kicks the Andre in the balls and then he goes psycho, basically. Yeah. What happened ended up happening is he like kicks Andre's ass and then ends up like biting a chunk of his neck off or something. Yep. Ripping like, his fucking jugular out, basically. Yeah. So he's Dude. covered in blood. Andre's just fucking squirting. Yeah. And and then and then it was like so weird because like there's like children watching this fight. <laughs> and I'm like, what is what Wait. are children watching? This fight? Oh, that's right. Yeah, the kids uh, up with the general. Like, yeah, the yeah, the general was letting his family watch, but then like he was like, oh no, children don't watch this. Oh, like, look, look away! Yeah, you know, like, eating a ch- like they were allowed to watch the fight, but eating a chunk out of the neck was a step too far. It's like literally five minutes ago we saw a guy's neck get snapped. What's a little blood, Grandpa? Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah, JCBD snapped and he basically became, a, he's turned into a monster. Like, yeah, it, yeah, we get a montage of him like fighting oh, and kicking a bunch of other asses. Just laying in the mud in the rain, yeah. screaming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a primal scream. He basically has turned into a monster, I think is what they're trying to tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Filmmaking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so then we get a montage of him going through the levels of Mortal Kombat and just, you know, knocking people out. And as yeah, everyone yeah. down, well, I guess he's a fighter now. Uh, right. we, oh, yeah, and we finally, and we know because he finally gets his, like, that he's, he slicks back his hair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had the long hair and the beard and everything, too. Yeah, he has, like, a goatee and he has, like, like buckets of gel in his hair. And it's all like- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he gets trimmed, yeah. 
it's like, oh no, it's evil Jean-Claude. It's his evil twin with the facial hair. Yeah. Give the all back, gel back. Where'd you get the gel situation? Yeah, yeah and all and all <laughs> the friends are concerned, you know, uh Malachi and Billy, and even 451's a little concerned, like, girl, do you even remember who you are? Yes. Oh, that's right. He even tells like his brother-in-law, or whatever, like, hey, stop, stop trying. Uh, there's no hope for me here. Don't don't even try to give me hope. Just leave me here to die. I got this, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then, oh, oh, then we meet the real evil of this movie, Valia, played by Michael oh. Bailey Smith. Apparently, uh, that I don't know, Jean Claude's just been kicking so much ass that I, I, I don't know. They, ha- I guess, because he's betting with like these other generals and prison wardens or whatever that, like, hey, my guy will beat anybody. Like, oh yeah. Well, I'm going to bring my best next time for Russian Independence Day. And Valia is <laughs> a big dude. Like he's, I, I mean, Michael Bailey Smith, he, he, he's, yeah. what was he like 6'6", six, 6'8", six, six, or something he said? Like a big, big bodybuilder like dude. Yeah. Too. But, and, you know, Jean-Claude, he's 5'2", maybe a buck 80. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's Russian Independence Day. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Billy's uh, trying to escape too, like while they're distracted with uh, performance or something. But uh, he gets caught, and we find out that <gasps> Malachi narked on him. What? <laughs> so uh, yeah, Billy gets put into a room. And uh, wait, Andre's not no longer in the picture. I guess no one's gonna rape. But wait a minute. Here comes Valia. Oh boy. And apparently, he's into the rougher stuff. Oh, man. so anyway then we see him fighting the next day <laughs> and uh yeah uh, uh oh that's right they're like walking by the cell or something where uh billy got you know pummeled and raped or whatever and jean-claude like goes to see billy and like i guess his dying words are don't let them make you into someone you're not <sighs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. He was recently raped. Oh, God. Oh, my. <laughs> Steve cut that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> leave it in, you coward. Uh, so, yeah. Then the uh, next, the, the big match. Entertainment time. It's Jean-Claude versus Valia. And I'm like, wait, isn't there like 30 minutes left in this movie? Uh, <laughs> uh, but Jean-Claude, he's uh, he's basically taking a knee on this one. You know, He's just like sitting and... Valia like runs up and like drop kicks and like come on come on fight you pussy ah! no I will not fight yeah it is not the American way yeah right <laughs> fighting never solved anything in America yeah no but and and so the guards like all right let's get him the fuck out of here he, he's not gonna fight and so they tie him to a post outside you know arms up you know just it's like yeah we'll see you out here for a couple days in the heat the cold or whatever and then uh, we'll see how you feel about fighting. It's like a it's a very heavy, heavy-handed Jesus metaphor. <laughs> oh, very, yeah. Like, and, and yeah, all the other prisoners are like, "Oh man, he's 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 showing we don't have to fight. If we just come together, we'd be able to get through this and t- you know take over the guards or you know at least yeah, have was, dignity in our like, lives." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" I was like, seriously, lol. Like, one of the one of the gang bosses was like, "He is fighting." For himself. Yeah. Yeah. Have a heart now. It's like LOL. Yeah. It's (laughs) it gets pretty bad. But luckily it's not all this schmaltzy stuff because uh 
we see Wills uh, rolling around the shower room and uh, 451 pops around the corner and he's got a little canister of gas. And he's basically like, yeah, I saw what you did, uh, narking on Billy. <laughs> like, pours the shit on him, starts the little... F- That's right, he starts telling him, like, oh, man, come on, I'm fucking crippled in here. I need I need extra stuff just to get by. And he's like, oh, I'll help you get out of here. <laughs> starts his ass on fire. Ah! Yeah. yeah. And then we also find out, like, why he's in prison, which is... Basically- oh, yeah, take us away, Hanai basically when he was a school kid i guess he was like groomed by one of his teachers uh-huh and then it's like once he finds out that the teacher is actually abusing him like he sets the teacher on fire yep and i'm like okay yes but like how does that get him jailed in russia <laughs> because it was a russian teacher i assume i don't know i don't know I I, I, I yeah, I assume he was like a army brat or something. Um, like I, I'm maybe. sure there's an army base there in Stoltzlitzenkov or something. And uh, <laughs> I didn't think about the army brat angle, but that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, like we're being like super generous, but let's go. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It kind of has to definitely be. not a government contractor working on a base. <laughs> there you go um yeah so the uh, the gangs all want peace and unity and no fighting and no yeah fighting. there's like a whole scene where like no one fights each other during fight night and like well we can't punish them all i guess okay or it's a prison so yeah you yeah. can <laughs> but whatever and then okay so jcvd he's still tied up at the post in the middle of the town square or whatever and uh and then a moth comes to visit a nice little cgi moth again and then the moth literally turns into the ghost of his ex-wife. Well, his yeah. wife. Oh, I mean, ex-wife because she's dead, but, you know. I mean, like, I'm shocked the ghost wife wasn't, like, in a bikini. like <laughs> Right? <laughs> that would have been in poor taste. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Especially if like there's other prisoners watching and they see the ghost <laughs> and you just see their hands motioning just out of frame. See that circular motion of their arm and shoulder. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, dead wife. Uh, I need this. So anyway, then uh I, I don't know. They're like, well, why don't we just kill him? Like, well, no, if we kill him, he'll become a martyr. You know, that stupid bullshit that doesn't really happen in real life. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he'll be a martyr in a prison. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of those, I'm sure. Right. We must destroy his mystique first. <laughs> okay. So then it's fight night. Showtime, baby. And it's Jean-Claude meeting Milos. Who's Milos? Milos is this giant mountain man who was the crazy guy who was like next to JCBD in isolation, who was like screaming all the time. Yep. Yep. He's the guy in the gimp outfit from the beginning of the movie. You forgot about him, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's, uh, he's come back and yeah, Milos is, you know, I, I, this is where I know it's like, I had seen that there was like the fence between the floors or whatever. And I just assumed it was to, I don't know, catch flaming toilet paper or anything, but I didn't know it was electrified apparently. Oh yeah. I saw that too. I'm like, what? 
because because Milos just like whooping Jean Claude's ass and then like does like the power lift thing to like smash him into the electric fence. Right? <laughs> Which like that being a fence, they're like, okay, so nobody can throw a guard over the railing. Like I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. that was just... electrify and kill your guards because that's what's gonna happen. Is somebody's just gonna push a guard over the railing? I mean, you would think, but hmm. yeah. And then. <laughs> But then uh, every time, like, he tosses Jean-Claude, like, 20 feet, he's, like, slapping a wall or the staircase or whatever. And Jean-Claude's like, wait. And then he starts, like, slapping the wall. And I just have written down, why would you say that name? <laughs> like, it's totally the moment where Milos was like, oh, you're the guy who was in the cell next to me. We're friends now. Yeah, there was, like, this moment where he, like, tenderly, like, cups JCVD's face. And I'm like, are they going to kiss? Like, yeah. Just- yeah, they'll do like the fucking face waterfalls or face all the short seconds where he was just like gently cradling his face and like woo and I'm like and the, the music swells and uh, also the wall tapping, it's like when do they communicate enough to be friends? Like I know JCBD would tap the wall sometimes, but it was mostly to tell him to shut up. Yeah, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like when that become like you know hello and you know like when it became convenient for the plot. (laughs) I don't know, but uh, yeah. So the general's like, okay, fuck this, (laughs) this is stupid. Pulls a gun and like aims it at Milos, and of course Jean Claude's like, no, no, shoot me! I'm the one that won't fight. Shoot me! (laughs) And then he uh, he points at Jean Claude, but then Milos like charges the general. And, you know, so the general, like, shoots him, like, five or six fucking times in the, in the time it takes him to take those four steps. Uh, yeah, then a riot just starts breaking out. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, Milos dies holding Jean-Claude's hand, you know, like, they're <laughs> lifelong friends. Yeah, so weird. <laughs> totally met each other more than two minutes earlier. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, we get a nice little uh, touching... Uh, uh, Jean Claude and 451 have this nice touch, touching conversation about thank you for helping me to find myself again and you know find a way and, and now I just need to figure out how to get out of here and 451's like oh, shit I can get you out <laughs> and that's like the other conversation and then oh okay so then we go back to his cell or I guess their cell and like out of the wall, he pulls out this ledger of like all the deaths that have happened at the prison. And uh, he's like, hey, if you take this information out there, they'll shut this place down. And I'm like, or it's a prison and nobody fucking cares. <laughs> I mean, clearly these one one or all of these three writers saw Shawshank Redemption. And we're like, we got. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's do that with Lawrence Taylor and a guy in a gimp outfit and see if we can does anybody know Jean-Claude? Let's see if we get him on it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah but, uh, like, why are we waiting 27 years with this info? Yeah. So what happens from here, God? Yeah. So they're in lockdown for like two weeks because of the riot or whatever. And then uh, the, I guess that ends when uh, Jean-Claude decides he's finally going to fight Valia. What? Oh no, he's no longer a martyr, and all the prisoners going back to being prisoners. Wah. Um, yet uh, some dude gets stabbed. Uh, I don't know. Uh, four fifty one like goes to help, uh, but like just ends up getting like uh, Jean Claude's ring back for him from the general guy, and uh, I, oh that's right. Then 
that's right there's a whole scene like in the uh garage or whatever where 451 just kind of pops up and uh the the mean guy's like wait wait no you can't be in here um and then yeah he just like whoops his ass takes the ring and then like drops a car on his fucking legs <laughs> and then jean-claude's there too and uh 451's like hey that's his car if you just you know wear his uh outfit here and drive out they're, they're not gonna stop you and so yeah hops in, like a bmw just drives out 451 uh sneaks into the the warden's office to get some teeth uh, we see Jean-Claude get through the gate, pulls the wife of his picture out of his butt, puts it on the <laughs> rear window, the rear view window or uh, rear view mirror. And then, yeah, uh, we get a title card thing that comes up and says, hey, three months later, they shut down the prison. Oh, my God. I love that last title card. I'm like, it's so, like, so quick and random. <laughs> it, it feels like the end of... Um... Maximum overdrive. Maximum overdrive. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Turns out it was aliens the whole time. Yeah, they shot down a UFO roll <laughs> credits. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they just closed the prison. Bye. The end. Yeah, roll credits and it's playing fucking synth music. And I'm like, that's not what they do at the end of Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> Action packed. Yeah. So yeah, guys, that's uh that's in hell. Um, Hanai, would you recommend this movie? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything in particular that turned you off from recommending this movie? I mean, like I said, I know I, I actually haven't seen any John Claude Van Damme movie, but judging Wait, from no, is this your first John Claude Van Damme movie ever? I think like a full one, yes. <gasps> oh my god, oh, I'm no. so sorry. <laughs> oh no, I had no idea. No, 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 I've seen Street Fighter. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Well, then you're good. good. When I was a child, so like I'm I'm sure I've conveniently forgotten a lot of things. Um, (laughs) But 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 you you understand the vibe Jean Claude is supposed to have, and that this movie doesn't have it. I think from what I know of the JCVD lore, I think this is not what anybody wants to see when they no 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 no. Jean Claude Van Damme. So I would say no. yeah, I would not. I would not recommend it. But I mean, you know, it was fun because it's like insane. But yeah, yeah, it, it, it's not so. It's definitely got that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. How about you guys? Yeah. How about you, babe? No, I really, I didn't enjoy this movie a whole heck of a lot. Like, it's not JCVD, but also, it's just really depressing. And if you're gonna watch a depressing prison movie, watch yeah. like a documentary about real prisoners. <laughs> like, come on. But if you want a fun, action-packed prison movie, then watch Escape Plan. Yeah, a lot of redemption. Even like you know, even in like what they did that counts as revenge, it wasn't really satisfying. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, This was just a movie like, look, life sucks, and then you die. It was very Russian in that sense. Yeah, yeah, very. It it was very uh, Dostoevsky or whatever. Uh, Who's the guy that did War and Peace? Uh, I think it was Um, that guy with the hair, or maybe not hair. (laughs) What I don't know. You know, the guy who wrote War and Peace. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tchaikovsky. No, wait, I think that was a composer. No. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, I babe, I think it was last week you uh asked what was my least favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yep. I, I think we have I a winner now. A, Sorry, knockoff. You got pushed to the side. Oh, I love knockoff. No, not knockoff's all right. No, and I I'll give you a list of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies to watch. Please tell her about <laughs> knockoff. Okay, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Rob Schneider are in Hong Kong and they're fashion designers and hijinks ensue when they get involved in they're, some they, CIA dude, plot. They specifically make bootleg jeans. Yeah. Dude, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it is. I yeah, will, yeah, I will go ahead and say it's Rob, and Rob Schneider fashion designers. Right? I will go ahead and say it's Rob Schneider's best movie. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> are you going to argue with me on that? Oh no, Demolition Man is. Oh, not because of true. Rob Schneider, but that I take well, it my, back. That is Rob Schneider's best movie. Yeah. Okay, top Rob Schneider leading role, or you know, yeah. top three billing. Sure, you're sure. I'll give it that. Pasta robot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, guys, if you really like prison fighting movies, watch like Undisputed or any of those sequels with uh, Scott Adkins or something. Like, I'm sure they're... Oz, guys. Just watch Oz. <laughs> oh, Oz. Oh, fuck yeah, Oz. Any day. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's depressing. Oz. You know, very good writing. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, the first two seasons of Oz, at least, are pretty good. After that, it gets a little fucking Oh, weird. the writing is still good. It just gets crazy. <laughs> Come on, babe. Come on. <laughs> So yeah, on that note, we're just taking a quick commercial break. <gasps> oh, when we come back, though, we have more beer. What? Fun facts. <gasps> and what we learn from in hell. Hey, everybody. Are you looking for the perfect stocking stuffer for the holidays? Do you like supporting the arts? Well, then you need to check out untidyvenus.etsy.com, the top one-stop shop that always pops her top. <gasps> Are you a fan of dinosaurs, snacks? Dinosaurs made out of snacks? Movie monsters? Unicorns? Cats? Dogs? Rats? Shrimp? Pokemon? Tie-dye? Paracord bracelets? Paracord dog leashes? Enamel pins? Coloring books? Block prints? Watercolor? Pet portraits? Buttons? Magnets? Stickers? Bottle openers? Artist trading cards? Or really anything else that's awesome? Then stop on by untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. New items are popping up all the time, so be sure to follow her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at Untidy Venus. Or visit her website at izzycreates.com for the latest. Did I mention the Snackosaurs? How about Gary the Unicorns? Untidyvenus.etsy.com, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Check it out now. Have you ever watched a movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every week we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to. And then sometimes we ate your cues in our mailbag. No big whoop. Yeah, no big whoop at all. So that's What Were They Thinking? You can find us on your favorite podcatcher or follow us on the World Wide Web on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. Who the hell says World Wide Web anymore? This guy. So, uh, yeah, see you soon. Wave at microphone. I love the smell of movies in the morning. There's no feeling in podcasts. There's no feeling in podcasts. This podcast will be quite operational when your friends subscribe. Feels. Real feels. Not the feels. Not the feels!
Feels! Out of all the podcasts I've encountered, Real Feels was the most human. Hey, it's Drew. And Nathan. And Jack. Hey guys, and we're the Real Feels Podcast. We come to you every other Wednesday with a brand new movie of a different genre every single time. So make sure to catch us on iTunes, Podbean, and any other podcatcher out there. You're the realist. And the feelist. Come to yeah-ha. Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to everything I learned from movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, or record player. And we're back. Oh my God, Steve. Those, those were the greatest ads that I've added in the history of adding. Oh, she said it. They get better every week. Oh, ladies, I don't know about you, but tonight <gasps> oh, we drink tonight. in hell. <laughs> uh, let's see. For, oh, it's a new one from Bootstrap Brewing Company. We have their Wreak Havoc Imperial Red Ale. Uh, ooh, 8.5% alcohol by volume. Uh, where is Bootstrap Brewing Company? It just says Colorado, USA. All right. Shout I, out to Colorado. By the way, um, you guys, look up Reek Havoc's can designs. Oh, yeah, yeah. They are amazing. Uh, also, I realized this is the company where I had the uh, the pickle beer that oh, I could taste that was for Bootstrap. three days. Because oh. it had the cats and the pickles. It cats was the and stuff. the pickles in the silver spoon. Little boy. <laughs> is that not how it goes? That's uh, totally how it goes. My top. His top. And the poor. Ooh, Ooh beautiful red. amber red colored beverage. Has a glorious creamy white head that's lingering. Creamy white head and it's lingering. <laughs> oh, it smells hoppy and Ooh. boozy like right on the nose. Yeah. Oh. Like this almost smells like double IPA. Mm. Lots of piney I notes. Um, I just googled the image and it looks really cool. It's like a graphic novel. Right? Yeah, it's got all kinds of critters wreaking havoc. What's that lion writing? Uh, is it the oh, rhino? it's a rhino. Yeah, it's got like its teeth sunk know. into the ass of the rhino, which is kind of weird. <laughs> it's this movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's really right in that rhino. Yeah, and I um, look at Bootstrap's Brewing Pickle Beer. The can art is amazing. It's not pickle beer. Got it. Cool. It's a bunch of scared cats and pickles. Yeah, but this uh, Reek Havoc Imperial Red mm-hmm. Ale is real good. Real, I mean, yeah, yeah it's uh, got the piney notes with the hops, but you still get that like caramely malt backbone to it. It's just nice, well-rounded, and sneaky for being, what, eight and a half? What, what, what? Yeah, eight and a half percent. Yeah. Sneaky, sneaky. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, oh, you want some more? Wait, wait, wait. Whatever. Oh, wait, is that not there? Oh, yeah, there we go. Pickle me up. Yes, I'm just looking at it. Oh, it's like a tiger holding a pickle and like a bunch of cats. Yeah. And, and the cats people. are all sad. So cute. Probably because they're freak. We've You've seen videos of where cats like freak out over cucumbers and stuff, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. I think it's like a reference to that. <laughs> there's one thing i like it's sad cats <laughs> steve's joining the sad pussy club yeah so sad with that pickle, pickle in your mouth there tiger anyway we strap brewing yeah well ladies uh would either of you be interested in any fun facts only oh sorry they're in longmont uh, colorado oh, okay yeah it's just outside of denver i think no wait Longmont. yeah okay yeah 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 
Again, Montrose. Never mind. <laughs> Montrose Monkeyton the third. Exactly. But also, Steve, um, I would only like your facts if they are fun facts, super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. Well, we'll see how fun they are. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, uh, this shit. doesn't have a critic score because they only have four reviews and at least one of them was positive. Hey, but nobody gives a fuck about the critics. What about that audience score? And I that critics. Um, well, I'm going to say it's probably pretty low. Let's say like 25 or something like that. 25. All right. Is he? Oh, I am going to go with my very generous 17%. It is 53% with the audience. People like butt stuff. Apparently. Well, I mean, if you're watching a prison movie in hell starring Jean-Claude Van Damme, you're probably waiting for the butt stuff. I was not waiting for the butt stuff. No, I wasn't either. For a spin kick and some splits and him showing his butt at least in Tidy Whitey's. Exactly. We're going to see his butt like in Time Cop. The only butt stuff I want to see was Jean-Claude Van Damme showering from behind. Yeah, there was not a lot of that. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, the camera definitely wasn't close enough. I agree. <laughs> By so, the way, and I Jean-Claude Van Damme cannot keep his pants on in movies. That's what I've heard. So I was really shocked about this movie. Like it's a prison movie. And right? And yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh $17 million budget. Any Whoa. idea what the worldwide gross was? No, zero. <laughs> like Can I? Like, I don't know, like a hundred thousand. I don't know. Two hundred and ninety-three thousand six hundred and seventy-one dollars. Flappity flop 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 flop. Flappity flop for sure. Um Van Damme does not use martial arts in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm gonna guess that's the only movie where that's the case. I I don't remember any uh Van Damme courtroom dramas or <laughs> anything like that in his repertoire. Not like Vin Diesel. Right. Uh, Diesel. <clears throat> Vin Diesel did a court movie, get courtroom movie, guys, and he has hair. Oh, um, apparently this is not the only prison movie that Jean Claude was in because him and Paulo Tuca, uh, he's the uh, guy that was in a Training Day or whatever, like the leader of the the Mexican gang they have in this Russian prison, which kind of <laughs> confused me. Uh, they both appeared together in the prison film Death Warrant in 1990. Oh. Might have to check that out. I mean, that sounds like the, the movie I thought we were going to get. Right? Yeah. Uh, Marnie Alton, who played uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's wife, previously played his love interest in another movie direct from the same director, Replicant. That's right. It's the same wife. Woo! Oh, guys, go watch Replicant. Right. Yeah, I would definitely recommend a replicant over in hell. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme plays his own clone of him trying Wait. to catch his serial killer self. Yeah. Okay, so it's not like a Blade Runner reference, right? It's just like they just use that word. Yeah, I mean it's, it is and it isn't. <laughs> okay. Because it, it is okay. Basically, it in this world this world, uh Michael Rooker's a cop. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is a serial killer who looks like Tommy Wiseau from The Room. Yeah. Um, and the only thing they can find uh, evidence is they find like a single piece of hair or a strand of hair. And they use that to replicate a clone so then they can use the clone to find out who the serial killer is. Oh my god. The clone obviously has a psychic connection. It, it, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> obviously 
Yep. Yeah, five star film. Check it out. No. <laughs> and uh, Lawrence Taylor's character is named 451, a reference to Ray Bradbury's novel Fahrenheit 451, because apparently that's the temperature that a uh, paper burns at. Yeah, get it? Because he writes books yeah. and his book was used to overthrow the system. Get it? Get right. it? And 451, his crime was arson, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Burning that paper teacher. Oh. Wow. Also, he was gay, so flaming. <laughs> oh my god. Wasted reference. <laughs> <laughs> of all the narration, he never explained that. Yeah. No, in the flashback, he was with his boyfriend and then the apartment burned down. Oh, yeah. yeah. But ladies, we've reached the most important part. <gasps> what did we learn in hell? <laughs> um, Anais, I guess you'd like to go first. Well, first of all, never like get into Russian prison for sure. But I think the main thing I learned is like, I think it's okay to stick to what you're good at, JCBD. Like this. Like the <laughs> emo thing that you were trying to <laughs> get going. He's an emotional actor, okay. It was it was not cool. Like I think like yes, sometimes you know, like when like you totally can kick ass and like have like nothing can beat you down in movies, sometimes it's boring, but I think like I don't know, I think I wanted to see that here. <laughs> so I think it's you know what i've learned is you know if you have something you're good at it's, it's okay to stick to it you don't need to branch out necessarily and uh, I, I if i may summarize uh stay in your lane <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> all right how about you babe yeah yeah i mean i uh, definitely learned like both stay out of russian prison and jcvd is really good at a couple of things and dramatic acting is maybe not the top of that list uh, well, i also learned 451 is a gay reference <laughs> okay because <laughs> i made that up <laughs> because it's what paper burns and a bundle of sticks hey you know what i'm just is that what you're going with babe <laughs> So anyway, I learned. <laughs> uh, I learned when you die, you become a moth. And, oh uh, yeah! As you haunt your loved ones from beyond the grave. Other prisons have a lot more moths than I ever thought about. It's just one moth. <laughs> In all the prisons, it's just one. It's just one CGI moth going from prison to prison. But you have to slam your head over a wall several times oh, before yeah. you can see this moth. Yeah, that's yeah, how you. Like, we do we even know that was a real moth, or was that his? hallucination of course it was a real moth that ended up being the ghost of his wife and i don't you watch ghost adventures <laughs> oh my god ghost adventures dude connecticut has so many haunted like how like quote haunted mansions <laughs> hell yeah they do i assume that's what you guys live in now <laughs> like i went to like a house that a uh, mark twain used to live in and they had like a ghost tour for that too well, of course yeah <laughs> where the ghost of mark twain comes and serves you mint juleps or something yes yes <laughs> <laughs> excellent well hanai thank you so much for joining us here on everything i learned from movies um i understand you also have a web presence of some sort yes yes i do have an etsy shop called kobo studio where i sell pins and art and stickers of cats and 
other fun stuff. So please check it out. It's K-O-B-O Studio on Etsy. Yeah, please check it out. Excellent. Uh, Maeve, are you on social media at all? I am, but I also would like to remind everybody that Hanai also has stickers of butt stuff. That's right. Oh, oh gosh, If yes. you like cat stickers with butt stuff, check <laughs> out kobostudio.etsy.com. Much more pleasant than these, but the butt oh. stuff is smoother. Oh, much but better. You would definitely put a picture of this on your trapper keeper. <laughs> Steve wakes up to this kind of butt, cat butt stuff. Uh, <laughs> Steve is not a fan, but I still like the art. <laughs> Yes, you can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on all the social medias at Untidy Venus. You can find my goods and wares uh, over at untidyvenus.etsy.com or at the local artisan collective here in Ogden, Utah. You can also find me on Patreon over at uh, Untidy Venus on Patreon. And guys, I've actually been doing some updating, so you should definitely check it out. Yeah. Woo! Steve? Yeah. Where can we find you? Well, we can find us everywhere on all the major podcatchers under everything I learned from movies or hit us up directly on Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon at E-I-L-F movies. That's everything I learned from movies. Uh, we're getting close to the end of uh, Jean-Claude Van January and then oh, into February we go. Oh, shit. We go from high point beers to straight spirits, homie. It's going to be great. Uh, but yeah, I guess until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And I'm Hanai. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. Have a good night, everybody. (laughs) What's up? Oh, <laughs>